the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. How's it going? Beautiful day. Plenty of sun with a high of 81, down to 60 tonight with clear skies. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 82. Sunday, lots of sun, high 86. Phil's lost 5-3 to Miami last night. Kyle Schwarber, a home run in the loss. It's his uh, league-leading 38th. Phil's will try and get back on track tonight at Atlanta, 721st pitch. And uh, Thursday night football last night, Kansas State Chiefs over the L.A. Chargers, 27-24. The Eagles playing this Monday night. Not Sunday. If you're looking flipping, where's the Eagle game? I can't find it on the dial here. It's because uh, they don't play till Monday night at 8.30, home against Minnesota. Also in our partnership with Voice of the Martyrs, we're around 48 listeners who have stepped up and joined the circle, providing at least one Bible for the persecuted church around the world. Thank you to William and Creighton, PA, among those who have done that. You can do more than one, but we'd be jumping up and down if you do just one. Uh, at 800-279-1969, 800-279-1969, or WFIL.com. We're about halfway through the month here, and we're, we'd like to get, I mean, last year we had 129 listeners help out, so we're a little behind that pace. Uh, so it'd be kind of fun to beat that, if we could. Uh, but most importantly, we want to raise awareness for the persecuted church around the world and put the Word of God in their hands, countries ranging from Ukraine and China to uh, Cuba and North Korea and Iraq, among others. So, you want to help out one more time? It's 800-279-1969 or WFIL.com. We're looking fun, uh, fun forward to having our pun segment capping off today's show. We're also looking forward to several special guests, including Reverend Steve Rhodes with the God Loves You Tour with Franklin Graham that's coming to town on the 24th of this month. Also, Sam J. Jones, actor. You will know him as uh, Flash Gordon from back in the day, and he's done a lot of other film and TV roles since then. He's in a new film now called An Unlikely Hero, and uh, so they'll be joining us this hour as well. Plus, or he'll be. Uh, plus, right now we kick things off with something very time-sensitive because uh, it's this coming Monday, Pennsylvania March for Life, the first state march since the overturn of Roe is going to have state officials and pro-life advocates together in supporting uh, p- protecting life as a human right. And Pennsylvania Family Institute's Lexi Sneller joining us to talk about that. Hey, Lexi, how you doing? I'm doing great and so excited for Monday. How are you doing, Tim? Wonderful. Yeah, I got the uh, press release on Monday, uh, the the state march uh, happening. Talk, talk about that. Just, I want people to know kind of current events-wise, and certainly importance-wise, uh, what's going on on Monday. Yes. So at our Capitol and the very steps of the Capitol here in Harrisburg, we are having our second annual Pennsylvania March for Life. Uh, Last year was our first year. We had almost 5,000 Pennsylvanians, and we're expecting a big crowd again this year. And this is also the first ever post-Roe March for Life. 
So very historic. Uh, it's just a wonderful time for the pro-life community to gather together to celebrate the sanctity of life and also to look at good steps moving forward. Yeah. So it's a wonderful time. And now part of the event, so the event starts at uh, 11, is, is that right? Yes, the rally starts at 11, although we will have a mass at 9.30 and then a non-denominational prayer and praise rally at 10. And then there's also another mass afterwards at 1.30. Wow. And this is all happening uh, in that one area or does it move around a little bit? It is. It's in that area. The The prayer and praise rally will be at the stage in front of the Capitol, and then the mass will be half a block away at nearby. Okay. So then, so it goes, it's, uh, if you do it chronologically, the first item was the mass. Is that right? At nine? Yes. Uh, nine 9.30. 9.30. Then the non-denominational service following that. Uh, and then yes. after that, 11 is the rally itself. With a lot of speakers, mm-hmm. too, right, who are going to be part of this. A lot is, I mean, it's a long list. It's pretty cool. Oh, yes. It's a very uh, long list. I'm so excited to hear from all the people there. Our keynote speaker will be Anne McElhaney. From, uh, I don't know if, if people are familiar with the Gosnell movie. Sure. But uh, Gosnell obviously was performed abortions. He killed women. He killed babies. Um, it was really horrific, but it led to a lot of positive change. And Anne and her husband were on the front lines reporting that, and that ended up writing uh, and producing a movie on it. So right. it's going to be wonderful to hear from Anne. And then we're also going to be hearing from our MC, Amy Shearing, who oversees a pregnancy care center um, and just does great work on that. Uh, we have Jeannie Mancini from the president of the March for Life, Michael Gear, PA family president. We have uh, uh, Dr. Monique Rubero, who's a an OBGYN. Uh, we have Archbishop of Philadelphia, Nelson Perez, Kathy Barnett, who uh, people may know has a really encouraging pro-life story. For sure. Um, as, and we also will have quite a few legislators there and uh, Pastor Charles Stock of Life Center Church. Wow. So, so all of that happening, and when, when that piece is done, then, the, then there's the actual March part that, that kind of concludes things before you mentioned there's another mass available afterwards, too. Yes, yeah, so we'll have our 11 a.m. rally and then the noon march around the Capitol. Okay. And I will say for those listening, last year was my first year at any march, and I'm so happy I, I was there, and I would really encourage anyone on the fence to come. It is such a unique environment to be in. And I will say uh, we have much better weather than the National <laughs> March that takes place in January. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed, it's supposed to, be. to be sunny and in the 80s. So. Yes. Yeah, beautiful stretch that God's been providing uh, recently. And, and as you mentioned, through this coming week, it looks like it's going to be you know, a lot of sun and somewhere in the 80s over the course of that time. And also the mm-hmm. tone of it. Uh, folks, just tuning in, we chat with Lexi Sneller with Pennsylvania Family Institute. She joins our show every now and again. Uh, that the uh, the tone of it is 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 uh actually almost uh pl- you know pleasant joyful challenging but you know life giving it's not a an angry demonstration throwing mm-hmm. you know bottles or something <laughs> kind of image oh. obviously not but you know what i mean like it's the tone of it is yeah. is to celebrate and especially now post row post row to now let's keep it going mm-hmm. so uh, oh yes it's it's such a, a loving and joyful environment and of course we mourn uh, the harm that comes from abortion, the tragedy that is abortion. Obviously, the way it 
it destructs un- destroys unborn life, but also the harm that it does to mothers and fathers and family and just our culture as a whole. So there's certainly that aspect, but it's all done through the lens of love, joy, and excitement, um, and excitement for what's next. I mean, I'm sure a big part of it is going to be celebrating. Again, this is the first ever post-Roe March we've been able to join as a community. So incredibly historic, and uh, people definitely do not want to miss out on it. So if people also want more information, um, we have information on parking, maps, details on everything at pamarchforlife.org. And that's where you'll find all that. pamarchforlife.org. Again, this is coming Monday. Uh, again, the kind of the core of it, 11 to 1-ish. But prior to that, there's a mass. There's a non-denominational service, 9.30. And they following that is to 10 or 10.30. And then the 11 o'clock for the uh, rally itself. And then the march follows. And you mentioned yes. uh, several, uh, a number of gov- folks in government. I'm just thinking as I think about, uh, like, the, the Speaker of the House is going to be there, Brian Cutler, I believe. Yes. Um, and for others who are going to be there, what it means to them, you know, um, I, I'm, it's a bold thing, I would think, for them to mm-hmm. st- stand out and be part of something, So, especially in the culture we live in. Oh, yes. Um, like you said, we'll have a number, several legislators there, uh, and, and those in leadership as well. And, and it is bold for them to speak out. We're so thankful for all the pro-life legislators at the Capitol. But the other thing, too, and one of the significance, the reason that we chose September 19th is because it's the first day this fall that both the House and Senate are back in session. And so they're going to be there at the Capitol while we're there. And we actually had a legislator tell us last year that we had these largest groups they had ever seen in front of the Capitol. And so this just sends such an important message to our legislators to let them know that we are a commonwealth that is going to advocate for a culture of life. And so it it helps to give legislators courage, and it also helps legislators who are not advocating for life for them to know where the citizens stand. Yeah. And as you said earlier, the other thing I'm thinking is, because you said last year was the first one you had been to, the rally-wise. What it does for an individual who comes to realize that you are not alone in mm. wanting to uh, you know espouse pro-life values and wanting to and life in general. So I, I would think that you'd come away you know invigorated for having seen it physically, especially in person and everything that goes with it uh, as another reason to go. Oh, it's so invigorating. Uh, the rally, the speakers, are always incredible. And, um, you know, another thing, too, that I think can even be encouraging on, on another level is one thing I, I forgot to mention, just because we have so many things going on that day, but we also, right after the march itself on the steps of the Capitol, yeah. we'll have testimonies from Silent No More. And so, you know, it's women sharing their stories and sharing how they found forgiveness and healing and just very powerful stories. Um, and so I'm also really encouraged. It just, in, in every level, it's invigorating, it's encouraging, and, and it sends such a strong message of hope. Um, and just to, to link arms with so many people in our community. And that's one thing I love, too. The National March for Life is great, but I love being with fellow Pennsylvanians, with neighbors, with friends, with my community, because we all care so deeply about what's happening in our own backyard. Yeah. And so to gather with so many 
people with so many different backgrounds, but for all the same purpose, it's just, there's nothing like it. I love that. That's great. Lexi Sneller, kind enough to spend a little time with us today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. He's with the Pennsylvania Family Institute, pafamily.org. In general, for more info on the work Pennsylvania Family Institute is doing for the March uh, this coming Monday and the rally, PA, I'm sorry, pamarchforlife.org is how you can find out more about that. Again, it's this coming Monday, the 19th, 11 a.m. rally, noon March, with some things happening on either end on the front steps of the uh, Pennsylvania State Capitol. Wow. So that's a lot. And uh, Lexi, thank you for carving time out in a busy day to, to get us updated on that. Oh, thank you so much for shedding light on it. And I hope to see many people there. That sounds great. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks, Lexi. Bye. Bye-bye. Lexi Sneller with Pennsylvania Family Institute on the Tim DeMoss Show. You're listening to AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show. Glad to bring on now Reverend Steve Rhodes. Hello, sir. How you doing? Great. Good to be with you today. Yeah, we're excited. The God Loves You Tour with Franklin Graham coming to town on the 24th. Let's just start off with that and make sure we get into that good here. Tell us about this tour and what's in store that evening. So this tour actually was on Franklin's heart going back three, three and a half years ago, pre COVID, which it turns out that's a thing to say, but before COVID, yeah. uh, Franklin had a, a burden for this part of the country from PA out through the Great Lakes uh, to Minnesota, but then we had to pull back um, with COVID, and just as soon as it began to ease up, uh, the ministry was uh, interested in coming back. So. Uh, wonderfully, we start in Allentown. There are two stops in eastern Pennsylvania, one in Allentown and one in York, yeah. uh, for your listeners. And then Youngstown, Ohio, Flint, Michigan, Waukesha, Wisconsin, outside of Milwaukee, and then finally in Rochester, Minnesota. So over the course of eight days, there will be six stops, um, evangelistic meetings to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, uh, and your role, and in, in, I'm, I'm sure there's all kinds of things that need to come together for this tour to happen. How do you fit into the equation? Well, we have a we have a great team uh, that's come out of Charlotte. We also have uh, people that we've worked with that come from different parts of the country to help us out because our primary focus is to reach the church. Um, that's what God has established the the, the church and the family. Well, the family and the church, maybe in, in, I'm not sure of the order, but the family and the church. And so we've worked closely with churches um, in each of these cities to, uh, to really to encourage and equip local believers. Uh, the local believers are the ones that have relationships with people who don't know Christ. So insofar as Christians are full of faith and full of God and praying, and we'll reach out to friends and neighbors. Um, that's the best way for someone who don't know, doesn't know Christ to be, to be under the hearing of the gospel. So our, our focus has been on the Church of Jesus Christ to pray, to train, to equip, and to get ready to do the work of the ministry that God's given us. So that evening on the 24th, kicking off the tour in Allentown, is, is 
geared first and foremost to believers, but we'll also have an evangelistic, uh, direct evangelistic event uh, uh, approach as well. So if someone brought a, someone along who doesn't know the Lord yet, there's part of that as uh, part of the evening. Well, I think I might I might flip that uh, flip that a little bit. It, it's really intended for people who don't know Christ. Okay, it's just that believers are the ones that will are more likely to bring their friends. Sure. So the whole everything that we do, all the the, the weeks and months leading up to this, have been for that one moment. Hmm. And Franklin will present the gospel and invite people to trust Christ to have their lives changed, and so. The church and believers, again, if they're full of faith and they are, they're spiritually courageous, they will pray for and invite their friends, and then all of this whole event, the music, um, all of the events leading up to this event are all for that one purpose, to tell uh, anyone who doesn't know it already that God loves you and God has a plan for you, and God wants to be in a relationship with you and can take away all your sins and make you new. Amen. Folks, just tuning in, we're chatting with Reverend Steve Rhodes. Technically, you're with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, am I right? Or Yes. Okay. But do you, are, you, are you doing a pastoral work, too, separate from that with a church? or? I'm not. No, I work for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association full-time. Okay. That's, that's great. Just to, for clarification, um, a message of hope is part of really how this evening the God Loves You Tour with Franklin Graham against uh, uh, Saturday, September 24th at the Allentown Fairgrounds is has been presented from what I've read. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home and have been taught about the Lord all my life, and I'm grateful that uh, one of the blessings of that is not just knowing the Lord, but everything that comes with that, including hope. And I say this kind of in conjunction with what you just said. Um, I haven't had to live any part of my life not knowing about that hope, and I don't think I'm the only person that that applies to, but there are a lot of people who have never known the hope. And I was just curious, uh, you know, because I don't know what that would be like, really, day to day, what you've experienced and seen in the work that you do about someone who really has never known the Lord and what it's like to not have hope, to not gloss over that or skip by it or think, yeah, hope. I mean, that, that can be such a huge deal. Yeah, because if you if you don't have that, I mean, just think about that for a second. All of us can. So if you think that this is all there is to life, that you live 60, 70, 80 years, you maybe raise a family, you do a job, you go on vacation. And for most people, there's a nagging, there should be a nagging sense that surely, please tell me that this isn't all there is to life, that there's something greater, bigger, so that, that sense, that vacuum that each of us has that's been caused by sin, the wonderful thing about the gospel is it promises to take that away, take sin out of the way, removes it, gives us a brand new heart, and not only gives us the hope of eternal life, which is wonderful, but gives us hope in the world now. It, you can have love and joy and peace and be full of patience and gentleness, things that we're not naturally like, because we're not like that naturally. But when God changes us and makes us different, he gives us a brand new heart and good grief. I mean, in the day that we live with as much despair and confusion and frustration that there is, that's, that's why I, I think that's why it's called good news. I mean, there's, it's, it's actually really good news that mm. we don't have to live the way we're used to living. The God Loves You Tour with Franklin Graham coming Saturday, September 24th uh, at the Allentown Fairgrounds. 
Reverend Steve Rhodes is with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association chatting about it. You can find out more at godlovesyoutour.com. Uh, you mentioned music also during our chat or a little earlier. There's music on the front end to kind of get things rolling, and then I think it starts at 7. Do you know, do you know much about the music uh, and, and how that factors into the event? Yeah, so the music, for, for anyone that's going to attend, I'd encourage you to get there early. The music actually starts at 6.30. Uh, there's uh, the first person to be, to be on stage will be Dennis Agajanian, who's traveled with the ministry for decades. Hmm. And then also uh, following him will be the Newsboys, who I'm sure your listeners will recognize, oh, as yeah. well as Marcos Witt, who's uh, probably one of the best-known and loved Hispanic worship leaders. So the combination of Dennis Agajanian, the Newsboys, and Marcos Witt, I mean, it's going to be a great—it's a really fun event, by the way. I don't know how your listeners would look at it. As you said, they can look at godlovesyoutour.com to get all the details, but it is— it is um, really a lot of fun, um, something that you'd be safe bringing your neighbors to, and you're not going to be, it's not going to be awkward. You're not going to have to apologize and say, ah, I'm really sorry about that. We've <laughs> all been in those situations. This is something that you're going to, you're going to love, and I wouldn't want anybody to miss it because it's going to be a great, going to be a great event, and everybody's going to go away encouraged and strengthened. Excellent. Uh, again, GodLovesYouTour.com, God the Allentown Fairgrounds. Uh, God Loves You Tour with Franklin Graham, Saturday, September 24th, 6.30 for the music. Event continues on from there at 7. A lot of people, I mentioned earlier, I'm sure, take uh, to, to put an event together like this. Is it too late, uh, or is there any need for folks to come, or uh, volunteer, or any of that stuff, or is that all buttoned up at this point? Well, the on-site volunteers that we have uh, that will help us kind of prepare uh, the fairgrounds that day. We're we're in pretty good shape there. Okay. The, the the most important volunteering that anybody can do, you can do right. You can do the today, tomorrow, is you can number one, you can pray for an unbeliever, somebody that you know that doesn't know Christ, and and by that I mean maybe your kid's teacher or your mailman or somebody that you see in the grocery store all the time. It could be your next-door neighbor. So you can volunteer by praying for them, and then number two, trust God and step out in faith and invite them to come with you. Say, look, I'll buy you a hamburger on the way. We'll pull in. It's going to be a great night. Let's bring your kids, and you're going to have a great time. So the best volunteer opportunity, which anybody can do up until five minutes before the event, (laughs) is to... Pray for and invite somebody that you know that you can bring with you, and they can have their lives changed forever, and they can experience what we all know that we, in a lot of ways, sometimes we can take for granted that God loves us and can change us and make us new. Amen. So that's a great volunteer opportunity for everybody right now today. I love that. Uh, if you just tune in, we'll chat with Reverend Steve Rhodes with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association and the God Loves You Tour with Franklin Graham coming to the Allentown Fairgrounds Saturday, September 24th. As listeners are hearing you speak, I'm sure there are different people popping to mind for them about who they could invite. Any general tip or two, just how to go about inviting someone to the event? The key is to listen. Most people will tell you if you ask anything like, how are you? You're going to hear when you get past the weather, you're going to hear something that, that they're going through, some problem they have at work, the problem in their family, something that they're burdened about. We all have a cross that we're bearing or two. And if you have a friend in your life, you probably already know what that is. 
So the answer to that is you don't have to preach the sermon. You don't have to take them through the four spiritual laws. Um, Franklin Graham will do the the heavy lifting of explaining the gospel. Hmm. Our job is just to get somebody there. And the way to do that would be to after, after you can, if you listen and you listen to what people are going through, you can say, you know what would be, what has been really helpful to me is to have hope. We're all short on hope. And I happen to know about this event on Saturday in Allentown that is basically like a night of hope. There's great music. There's going to be a, a message of hope. Will you come with me? I'd love, why don't you come with me? I'm mm. going anyway. I'll drive. Gas is four bucks a gallon. I'll pay for the gas. Just come with me. And I'd love to, I'd love to take you and bring you as my guest. And I'll, again, I'll buy you, we'll pull through and get you something to eat. And will you come with me? You'd love this. We've never done anything like this before. Let, let's go together. Just as unawkward as possible because we all have relationships with people. I think you'd be surprised. We're all, everybody's surprised that when an invitation is made like that, there's so little personal, warm communication between people. I think we're, we're all surprised when someone says, well, okay. <laughs> it's real. You, you mean you will? It's almost, it's almost disarming. You're like, really? You'll come? Wait, what so, am I supposed to say next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think just and and if you'll if if everybody will make it their target to try maybe two or three people one at a time, if you could just bring one person with you because this is not a Christian rally. If it's if this is a an event full of thousands of Christians, that that's not why we're doing this. There there's a place for an event like that, but that's not this event. This yeah. event is to present the gospel. So Franklin will be very clear in presenting the gospel. We'll make it obvious to everybody what he's talking about. You can turn over your sin, and exchange in exchange for your sin, you will get new life with Christ. Um, that is something that most people, and you even said this yourself, most people in Allentown don't know that there is such a deal on the table, that you can have all of your sins taken away, and God will forgive you because he loves you. Most people don't even know that. So this is not repetitious for most people. They've never heard it before. So, um, so I would just be, you know, we're, we're all human. I would listen to the needs of the person, listen for a little uh, a door of opportunity there to talk about hope, and then invite them to come with you. Reverend Steve Rhodes, kind enough to hang out with us today, a little bit today on the Tim DeMoss Show, the God Loves You Tour with Franklin Graham, Saturday, September 24th, 6.30 with the music, and then 7 o'clock, the event continues on from there, Allentown Fairgrounds. And uh, as you were talking there, one other thought came to mind. Do you remember the first time that you came to hear and understand what you're hoping others will at the event? I do. I was six. Hmm. I was six. My uh, my dad was a pastor, and I was in. We were in Boston, Massachusetts, um, Old North Church in Boston. Uh, excuse me, Park Street Church in Boston, and he was preaching there. And I came. I was the only one who came forward, six years old. And um, yeah, but it was his. Um, it was as plain as day to me at six. But think about the people that are sixty, my age, sixty-two, driving around in Allentown today that have never heard this before. So. We don't know how long we have, and so while it's still day, we got to move. we got to move fast. So, um, yeah. And again, because we all have a circle of friends, that my circle, Tim, is not yours. 
so that's my mission field, my people. Yeah. And that's what I would encourage your listeners to go after. Go after your people because you're the one who knows them. They know your first name. They've got your phone number in their phone. Those are the people that you should, should in a godly way, uh, target because God loves them too. Yeah. You know, most of my, my radio life has been in re- uh, music and a lot of those years, Christian music. And while you were talking, uh, in addition to Newsboys and all the mu- wonderful songs they've done, I remember talking with Toby Mack once from DC Talk, and he said he viewed, he understands how some uh, bands will have a, a mainstream mission field. But he, to your point earlier, felt his job was to strengthen the church because from that point outward, they can then go reach the people that he doesn't have a relationship with directly. And so the you know, different ways are needed. So span Switchfoot on the other side has been on Christian radio, but their song, you know, um, Meant to Live, talked about what you talked about earlier about, about people wanting to know that there's more than just going to work and having a family and going on vacation. Like there's got to be more to this. Right. Uh, we are meant to live for so much more as their big song, you know, 20 years ago talked about, but still mm-hmm. resonates today. Very good. Well, Steve, thank you for uh, being with us today and for the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for having us on, Tim. I'm uh, very grateful. Absolutely. God bless you and have a wonderful rest of the day. Reverend Steve Rhodes from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association and the God Loves You Tour with Franklin Graham coming to the Allentown Fairgrounds Saturday, September 24th, 6.30 for the music, 7 o'clock. The rest of the event continues on. A message of hope. It's a free event. Find out more at GodLovesYouTour.com. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the app, listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, Sam J. Jones joining our program today, best known as Flash Gordon. That film came out 1980 when I was 12 years old. He actually beat out the likes of Kurt Russell and Arnold Schwarzenegger for that role. Over 65 films and hundreds of TV shows to his credits and uh, is now co-starring in the movie An Unlikely Angel, which streams on Pure Flix. Uh, Sam J. Jones, thanks for taking time to join the program. How you doing? Good. How you doing, Tim? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for taking a few minutes to chat today. Congratulations on An Unlikely Angel. Uh, if you have a second, just share a little bit about what the film's about and, and how you came to be part of it. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, I believe uh, you know, as you get older in the business, if it doesn't come through your representation, it comes through a lot of people and friends that you've been working with for. I mean, I've been doing this 45 years, so this this movie happened to a, a friend. Yeah, an unlikely angel on Pure Flix right now. It's wonderful. It deals with all those things that we deal with on a daily basis. How in the world do, do we manage our work and children, especially young children, and getting second chances in life? How do we do that with a spirit of excellence and quality time with our children, especially when all the challenges and adversity and things that become overwhelming? And a lot of times we try to, you know, bare fist it and knuckle it and with our own our own power. But in this particular case, uh, at which a lot of us should do anyway, is just reach out with some divine intervention to say, you know what, God, I can't do this on my own. I need some help. And usually that those answers come by way of common sense, practical thinking. 
And that's what my daughter deals with in this, uh, played by Jillian Murray, big executive at a corporation, a young child, and um, uh, divine intervention, and some crazy, crazy, shocking twists. And um, yeah, Tim, it's a must-see. And uh, what's going to help people that, that view it and watch it, they're going to end up reevaluating themselves on how you know, how it pertains to their work and their family. Yeah. It's wonderful. And they're going to get some answers. Tell us strong messages as well. Well, and so as far as your character, you mentioned Janie being you know, the father of Janie. Just uh, tell us a bit about your character specifically and what you did to prepare for the role. Well, it was, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the job was easy, but, uh, the, the, you know, I am a grandfather. I am a, I am a, a father. Yeah. So uh, it became natural for me, you know, uh, as actors, we, we need to show up on the set, uh, being better prepared than anybody else, uh, have, you know, being prepared, but uh, also being excellent listeners, you know. Um, so when my daughter or my granddaughter says something to me, I better not act like I know what she is going to say. I just better react as though I normally react uh, based on those experiences with my own children and my own grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, but, but I loved it. Again, J- Jillian Murray did, did an incredible job. My, my granddaughter played by De- um, Delilah Castro. She is as cute as cute can be. Yeah. And again, we got a great story written by Rebecca Rogers and directed by of Darrell Nelson, who bring everything to light. Do you think some of the ups and downs of your time in Hollywood and what you've learned along the way, you're kind of talking about that you, at this point in your life, actually made a good fit for you in, and your role in An Unlikely Angel and the wisdom and things that you had learned over the years, good and bad, the hard things and the easier things? Yeah, it is. But I tell people all the time, I tell people all the time, Tim, a lot of the issues that we have in life, whether it's work or family, I believe the majority of it is self-induced. You know, we just become so overwhelmed by the world's overwhelming message. So I say, what language are we going to respond to? What language are we going to speak? Are we going to speak, yeah, it's going to get worse. It's This is too overwhelming. That's the wrong language. The language should be, you know what, I'm. this is really... This is a huge challenge, a lot of adversity here, and it can be overwhelming, but I'm not going to allow it. And I I believe I need some divine intervention here. That's the language we need to speak as human beings, not not the, don't buy into the, you know, everything is a downer and point fingers, it's all their fault. Again, my whole life, my problems have been, the majority have been, self-induced by me only. Hmm. Yeah. As, as adults, we get point fingers and blame everybody else. But guess what? We're grown men and we're grown women. It's time to get over ourselves, move on. And if we need some divine help and intervention, then you know what? Just say, hey, God, I need your help. It's just that simple. And you know what he does? <laughs> There's no great mystery. He gives us a common sense, practical thinking answer that we never thought of before. That's the message of an unlikely angel. 
Yeah. Folks, just tuning in, we're chatting with Sam J. Jones, who co-stars in Unlikely Angel, which streams on Pure Flix. And you're speaking to something that my father-in-law once said. He's a missionary, actually, from Holland to Brazil. And I was talking about the work-life balance, which is a huge part of Unlikely Angel. And he, without looking up from his plate, we were at dinner, he said, you know, we make our own schedules. And it was a very gentle way of him chiding me about all the stuff I was rattling off and the busyness of having a family without being... a Critical. He was just saying, Tim, remember, you're in the middle of it. You have something to say about the things you're saying yes to, the things you're saying no to. Sometimes we have extra busy seasons, but I've never forgotten that. And I think actually I read somewhere where when roles for you weren't as plentiful, you didn't just live there like, I've got to be an actor. I've got to be an actor. But you took responsibility, looked at yourself and said, I need to work. I need to provide. Right. So I I was curious about that season of your life, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, back then, younger alone, you you had to provide. You you had to do it. I mean, I just wouldn't do anything, but it it had to be with uh, moral integrity, you know, and uh, had to have redeeming qualities, absolutely. And that's what an unlikely angel uh, has. It's it's amazing. You know, that's – and and I love this film. You know, it's it's amazing. Do you have – being unable to do things because of being overwhelmed or just too much stuff, it's time for us. If we tried everything our way and it's not working, yeah. common sense would tell you, just say, hey, you know what, God, come on. You got to show me because I need some help here. Yeah. And uh, again, an unlikely angel covers this and it's, uh, again, uh, shocking twists, divine intervention, and the message is powerful. It's going to help us make those critical decisions in our own lives on what we're going through right now. Did you find, even though you, it sounds like going into an unlikely angel, you were you know ready for that role. Uh, I always find it interesting if an actor is working for a while on something, how they come away, maybe even a little bit different, even if it's just a tweaking a thought on how they approach things or just reinforcing also, did you find that you were changed a bit as well as being in the middle of it all? Well, no, it was wonderful working for this. It, it was a, independent film. Yeah. And I love doing smaller independent films. Number one, you have more freedom. Number two, the cast and the crew, you become more of a family because you're not under, if I can say, you're not under union restrictions. You, it really is a family because you, it's all about coming together. You don't have time to say, Oh, Sam's in his trailer. It's cold outside. He doesn't want to come out right now. It's too cold. No. <laughs> or, yeah. or, you know what? We, we got It's starting to snow right now. Uh, we need to get the shots, okay? Uh, so actors, grab a sandbag. Grab a, grab a, some camera equipment or a C-stand. See, in a non-union film or independent film, uh, you can do that. But on a union film, you're not going to get the shot because you got to wait till the union comes in. Actors can't touch equipment. So, yeah, it's just a lot more freedom and a lot more creative freedom as well, and I love it. That's great. One last quick fun question for you, for fans, of course, of Flash Gordon. You still appear uh, periodically, right, at, at comic book conventions. In fact, I think you were in Phoenixville, which is near us, earlier this year. Uh, so that's a fun aspect. You still get to dabble in every now and again? Wait a minute. You're not – oh, you're in Phoenix. You're not in uh, – oh, no, you're in we're, Philadelphia. Yeah, Philly. So we're yeah, – Phoenixville. So of course I half, was there. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah. I do a lot of these events. Uh, in between and during films. I love it. Okay. And the best way for folks to keep up with you, is it, is it Facebook a good spot or what's good for that? Yeah. No, you, you can do all that. It's my soul. Yeah, Facebook is Sam Jones. Twitter is at real Sam J. Jones. Okay. And Instagram is 
the Sam J. Jones. Okay, that's great. We'll put that in the podcast description so folks can uh, look it up there in case they don't jot it down right then. But uh, it's great to make your acquaintance, Sam. Thank you so much for taking time. And again, congratulations on an unlikely angel. Thank you so much. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. All right. You as well, Tim. Thanks. Sam J. Jones on the Tim DeMoss Show, best known for his role as Flash Gordon, many other roles in TV and film over the years, and now in the film An Unlikely Angel. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. AM 560, WFIL.com on the app. It's the Tim DeMar Show. And the moment we have all been waiting for. All? All. Wow. All of us. Not a single person has not marked this with a big, big red circle on our calendar. Hmm. Now that's punny. How you doing? How you doing, Doug? Pretty good, Tim. How about you? Good. Before we get started... You know, just thinking, I'd like to hear the, um, I have a request um, on the request line. Yes. So the, the Three Stooges one. <laughs> Can you play the Three Stooges sound effect to kick things off, get me in the right mood? Here you go. Right. <laughs> the whole medley. <laughs> this is long. <laughs> the album version. Yeah. It's not the radio edit. <laughs> It's not the hit version Billy Joel sung about, 305. Yeah, right. Well, let's start it off now that I'm properly... That's the equivalent of stretching before going for a run. Now I'm ready. Okay. All right. Doug, what do you call an actress who accidentally leans on a grill? Uh, I don't know, Tim. What? Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. Yes! (laughs) And similarly... What do you call an actress who sleeps all the time? Uh, tired actress. Retired actress? Snoozin' Sarandon. Uh, snoozin' Sarandon. Snoozin'. Thank you. Speaking of, uh, of that, did you know that our general manager, Lorenzo, has started calling me the computer? No. You might be thinking because of all the machine-like work I do and production, but... He actually said it's, it's not because of intelligence, but because if I go to sleep, I mean, I go to sleep for 15 minutes if someone leaves me alone. You do that. I do. What do you do with the brain if Thank you had you. one? Yeah, you can tell that I am running short on sleep because I can't even spit out my words today. <laughs> Doug, the best place to get your coffee news, speaking of waking up. Starbucks. The French press, of course. The French press. Yes. Oh. <laughs> my son has one of those. Too fancy for me. By the way, speaking of France, why do French folks eat snails, Doug? Because they're there. No, because they don't like fast food. <laughs> Cute. Thank you. That's enough. Tina and I just bought a huge piece of land. Uh huh. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Parking. <laughs> it is. Thank you. We've actually discussed buying some property in Brazil, which is where, you know, where she grew up. There you go. Because it's very inexpensive, and in case the world goes sideways, more sideways, we'd have a place to go. Beachfront. Uh, Doug, in college back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, as a math major and math education major, and I actually sat, sat between identical twins 
in calculus class. The sandwich? Yeah, it was hard to differentiate between them. Uh, I missed the whole thing again. Could you say that again? No, I really won't. You can't. Differentiate, it's a calculus term. Oh, I don't know. Integrals and all those things. I'm a general math guy. Okay. (laughs) Doug, well, okay, let's go over here, not the stereotype, but why do pro football players avoid owning ducks? (laughs) You ever think about this? They don't want to quack them up? They don't want a personal foul. Oh. (laughs) See? Thank you. That's for the kids. Speaking of athletes, uh, at 62 years old, mm-hmm. my grandma started walking five miles a day. 62? Never too late. Five miles a day. Mm-hmm. She's 88 now, and we have no idea where she is. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. Doug, in a completely different direction, if you have six oranges in one hand and seven lemons in the other hand... 13. What do you have? Fruit salad? Very large hands. <laughs> Doug, I talked about college a little while ago, and uh, it reminded me of uh, a girl I dated back in college. One day I came out of my apartment, and on my car, she had written a note, stuck it under the windshield wiper. It just said, This isn't working. Imagine my relief when I tried the key and the car did start. <laughs> That was close. I was afraid there for a minute. Wow. Never talked to her again for some reason. I thought it was like, I hit your car or something like that. All right, here's something, Doug. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about it, you could not make the Wizard of Oz in today's Hollywood. Like, if you took that script to any major studio, they would say, you can't make this. It's the script of the Wizard of Oz. You know, they do that all the time. Too. Yeah, I just yeah. the remakes. Mm-hmm. Just look at the Willy Wonka. Yeah. What's his face? Yeah. All right, Doug. Uh, my wife, I mean, I don't want to air our laundry here, but we had a little tense moment the other day. She, <laughs> she said she was going to go on strike from all the wonderful things she does. And I'm not going to stereotype that. I'm just mm-hmm. saying all the wonderful things she does. If I didn't stop singing the monkey's song, you know, I'm a believer. She would stop. She was going to stop doing all the stuff she does to help our family. You know, if do you it didn't it. stop singing, because she was like, "You're singing that song all the time. Would you stop?" And so I, I mean, I thought she was kidding, huh. and then I saw her face, and then I saw her face. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Just a couple more to put everyone out of their misery before we do. Uh, a friend of mine told me uh, that I was the worst best man he'd ever seen. I was speechless. That's why. You're killing me, Smalls. That's it. I, you know. Mm-hmm. I actually have done a thousand weddings, and most of them have been fun. But when I came with this silly pun, I was working on it here, I was thinking of two scenarios. One time with the best man was going on and on about the groom's former girlfriend. Oh, no. And I literally turned the mic down and off after a while because it was getting awkward. On he the was guy? On the guy, giving wow. the toast. He was across the room. I, I wasn't close enough to whatever. And I just pleasantly said, okay, well, food will be out soon and try to whatever. He comes over and starts to, he's like, if you ever do that again. Oh, lovely. Well, not that I'm gonna. Lovely. He did have a little something going there and then everybody apologized afterwards kind of, and I think he apologized later. If you ever do it again. The other time I had a groom actually toasting his wife and after he's done toasting, he 
He drops my $400 mic and hits the cement. It was an outdoor wedding. Oh, lovely. Talk about speechless. Mm -hmm. I was like, you didn't just do that. You weren't thinking. Dropped my mic. It's still dented to this day. Last one, Doug. You ready? Please. Well, you worked here how many years? Working on 25. Wow. And you know, I was here. I'm like a bad guy with a penny, keep turning up or whatever. <laughs> so I've been here many times. And uh, this leaves, but years ago when I was here, when our sons Tim and Toby were little. I remember that. You do. I do. Cute little boys. I brought them to the station. I don't know if you know about this. I brought them for a father's Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were excited. I was excited. We got all ready for the day. I gave them the tour, showed them the studios. But after like all of that, they both started breaking down in tears. Really? Yeah, I'm like, what's wrong? I mean, this is... Was it the onions again? No, they oh. said, where are all the clowns you said you worked with? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. That's right. Including... They actually used to have a nickname for you. Bozo? That was Dumb Doug or Dopey oh, Doug or something like that. I forget. That was a nickname. So, that's it, man. What do you think? I think you uh, got through another one. Maybe we'll do it again next week? Uh, Maybe. I fear that, yes. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Have a fine weekend. You too. Now that's funny. It's Tim DeMar's show. Have a lovely weekend. WFIL. Thanks for listening. P.S. Tip your waitress. Have a nice day. Have a million dollar weekend. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.